Are you interested in learning more about how EOS can help you run a better business, become a better leader, and live a better life? Stay tuned for more on all the ways you can level up on your journey to EOS Mastery. The team that she was building was very dedicated to her and to the company. They were doing 95% of what it, what I would do. And the 5% that I wouldn't do wasn't really harmful. You know, and Trish and I kind of came to a point where we realized that we're aligned on 95% and on 5% we're not. My 5% is different than her 5%. So that makes for interesting conversations. Hey everybody, this is Mark C. Winters, co-author of Rocket Fuel and Expert EOS Implementer. Welcome to the Rocket Fuel Podcast, where visionary and integrator duos from entrepreneurial companies share a behind-the-scenes look at their relationship. These amazing leaders blend their unique skills to create what we call Rocket Fuel. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest to you. Robert Fleming is the founder, president, and visionary of San Antonio-based Magnolia Pancake House, and his daughter, Tricia Slyker, is the vice president and integrator. In this episode, Robert and Tricia dig into the level of communication and perspective necessary to building a strong visionary integrator relationship as father and daughter. This episode brings value to more than those who are part of a family-run business. If you're interested in how to transition from being a member of staff to becoming an integrator, how to build professional trust, or what your life could be like with a solid visionary integrator relationship in place, then this episode is for you. We're going to begin the show where Robert and Tricia share how they built Magnolia Pancake House from scratch. Let's jump in. I've been in the hospitality uh, industry since I've really since I started working. Worked in hotels and restaurants my entire career. In the late 90s, I was a regional VP with a large hotel management group out of Dallas. Uh, they sold half of my portfolio, and I came in the office one Friday from a road trip, and they said, uh, we sold half your hotels, and here's a here's a check. Thank you very much. You did a great job. And that was, so I went home and told my wife, and we decided that uh, I thought, you know, I want to go back and do my own thing. I want to be my own boss again. And so we, it took us a couple of years to get around to find the right situation, but we came back to Dallas from, I mean, back to San Antonio from Dallas in uh, 99 and set about uh, putting plans in place. In September of 2000, we opened in our original location, which was about 3,200 square feet, maybe 100 seats. And now all of our locations run, what, Trish, 6,000, 6,500, and they see upwards of about 200. So it was really a thing of, I had traveled for years and years and years in the hotel business and, and Trisha was growing up and, you know, I ended up not being home for basketball games or volleyball games or orchestra recitals or any of that stuff. And when we had the chance to go back into business for ourselves, we decided to take it. How big was the team when you, when you first started? It was pretty small. It was myself, my wife and Trisha, who was 12 years old. Wow. And so what, what did you have Trisha doing yeah. when she was 12? Well, she was supposed to only roll silverware. What did they have? Uh, but, one day on, well, but one day on a Sunday, my wife uh, was you know, the cashier, who was a friend of ours, said, I'm getting, told my wife, I'm getting, a, who was running in front of the house, I'm getting a lot of great compliments on Trisha. And my wife's like, what, for rolling silverware? Well, unbeknownst to us, she had paid attention during the server training, and she was waiting on tables. Because, you know, as a brand new restaurant, you don't get all the pros. 
you know, they, they take a wait and see approach to see if you're going to make it. And then they might start coming around. So we had a fairly green staff and you know, Trisha being a kind of a willful and smart person, she uh, learned it, jumped in and just started to make a difference from day one. She promoted herself, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, Tricia, what do you remember from from those early days? So you're 12 years old. You're supposed to be, you know, rolling silverware. You see what the servers are doing. Jump in there. What do you remember from from those early days? Yeah, you know, I remember being a, a seventh and eighth grader making 120 bucks on the weekend and thinking, hey, this is pretty awesome, you know, <laughs> as a child. Um, you know, I remember, you know, looking back now, you don't think of like, you know, you're working in a restaurant for me it was like i'm just working with my parents and i'm working with these people that are older than me and it's so cool and fun and so in my mind it wasn't really a job it was just like this thing that i get to do that you know all the other kids at school have no idea about and can't you know don't really have an experience at that age and so like i said for me it wasn't really a job even and, and it still isn't a job and which is what makes you know having your own business so great but it was it was fun and obviously it opened my eyes to a lot of things and and helped me mature probably a little bit earlier than you know most people my age <laughs> sure so so talk to me about the the journey kind of from then uh, you know to now and i'm sure there's a lot that kind of happened in between as the business got established and and grew and and all that and trisha you're kind of growing up right so you're kind of doing your growing up thing during that time so rob for you the team, as it started with just a few people before Tricia was really old enough or had the time outside of school and whatever else to kind of put back to the business, what other combinations of, of kind of team leadership did you go through? Well, I had, you know, for the first couple, three years, it was really my wife, Sheila, and I running the business six days a week. And as we got more successful and our business started to build, you know, I was able to bring in some stronger players in the kitchen who took some of the pressure off of me because I was also functioning as the executive chef. And uh, I think it was about 2005 when we hired our first management person. We hired a restaurant manager to take on some of that so that Sheila could be relieved of some of those things because my deal with her was come help me get it open and you don't have to work there um, you know, long term. And uh, Trish was still in high school and she was busy. She was on the you know, volleyball team and the basketball team and the track team and then the orchestra. And so she had, you know, plenty to do. And so we kind of built it from there. And it was about that same time in 2004 when I got invited to join a peer advisory group called the Alternative Board, or TAB for short. And during that uh, journey, I was introduced to the EMIT uh, Revisited and the whole idea of personal vision, professional vision, and pocket vision became very clear to me. And that probably was the turning for us to grow the business and to start to build the business out and, and get some help in there so that we could uh, well, reclaim a little bit of our lives and, uh, and grow the business. So what was your next, next move in terms of adding somebody else to the team? Well, in 2006, we moved across the parking lot from our original location into a larger space. And it was that at that point in time, we fleshed out the team with some uh, more supervisory and leadership type people that were, they had hourly functions, 
but they were also in, in terms, they had some leadership. Then in 2008, I made the decision to bring in really someone who could replace me on a kind of a daily basis operating the restaurant. And that was a good thing. It brought someone, and we weren't really thinking of it in that way. We hadn't even heard of Rocket Fuel at that time. But it was kind of the, the genesis in our organization of, an, of a visionary integrator or relationship. Where, where did that person come from? Where'd you find him? He, I had found him through a, uh, uh, an ad that I placed for a, uh, a, a director of operations. And he had had multi-unit experience with Hula Hands and, and some other groups, Max and Irma's. And it was a good guy, and, and, and it was a good Zen fit between he and I in 2008. And things really started to take off in 2009. I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer in my tongue, and I was sick for the whole year. I lost the whole year. And at the same time, Trisha was off at school. She was at college at Marquette University studying to be a civil engineer. And so th- this fellow, you know, was able to step up and provide the stability that, you know, a, a business at that point needed. We were eight years in business. I didn't think we were going anywhere, but I've been in the business long enough that I've seen lots of times when owners got sick, real sick, and the business just fell apart. We were very fortunate, very fortunate that we had a great team in the store in both management and in our hourly associates that they just kept plugging away. And then in 2010, um, I made the decision to add well, a, a real executive chef, a culinary uh, school trained like myself to the team uh, to take a lot of that that off of me. And uh, and, then, and that's the time when we started Think About Growing Business. And in uh, 2012, we opened our second store, and that uh, took off immediately. In 2015, uh, Trisha had finished undergrad and grad school and had been working as a uh, project manager for a large general contracting firm, but she called us up one day and said, we're coming home and with her husband, who was her fiance at the time, we're coming home and uh, I'm coming back to get involved in the business, like I always said. And while she was never my retirement plan, I was happy the day she told me she wanted to come back and get, get involved. Sure, I bet. And that was in 2015, and we've been moving on this track, progress, 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 over the last six years. So, Tricia, my wife is also a Marquette alum. And so that's good to know. Yeah, actually, we've got a lot of friends that went to school up there. So when you came back this this time, right? So you, after after school, you come back and you have, I'm sure, a lot of different roles before you kind of actually get fully into the integrator seat. So talk about when you came back after college and kind of what that journey looked like to get to where we are today. Yeah. So when I came back, there was no, this is what you're going to do. You're going to have this schedule or anything. You know, as a company, we're just we are kind of still flying by the seat of our pants a little bit um, with certain things. And so, um, you know, my official title was director of uh, brand management and special projects because we were in the uh, midst of starting to build our event center. And that was something that was totally out of our wheelhouse and not something we'd done before. So that was a special project for us. And so uh, my focus, since I had a construction background, was um, being the general manager or the general contractor for the building. And then when we got it opened, it was like, okay, who's going to run this thing now? And lo and behold, I I have capacity to do that. So uh, that was kind of the next step for me there. 
And then in 2018, we did make a, a switch with uh, the leadership team that we had. And at that point, you know, for me, it was like, I'm going to step in. I want to step up and, and start really getting into the minutia of what this company is, how we operate, how we can make ourselves better, how we can grow and really continue on the legacy um, that we had built on for the past 18 years at that point and say, okay, what can we do now? Because we still had people that would come in after 18 years and say, oh, this is my first time in. And so in my mind that it was kind of always just was like, wow, I, you know, we've been here for so long and there's still people in town that have never heard of us or never been in. And so it was really like, what can we do to put our name out there even more. So, okay, so so that's when you literally became the integrator at that point? Essentially, I mean, it, it took, I'd say 2018 to 2019 was okay. kind of like a year of understanding how to work with my dad and not work with my dad, work with Rob, you know, the, the owner, the visionary of Magnolia Pancake House, because, you know, our relationship as father and daughter is different than boss and employee. But again, it melds together in some instances. And so it took a little while for us to really understand how each other works and what's the best way to address situations and how, you know, to really work as a partnership like the visionary and the integrator should have. Yeah. And I, I want to come back to that, that family dynamic because I see it a lot. But before we get there, just for context. So when, when did EOS kind of come into the picture in relation to kind of when you stepped into that, that new role? In early 18, in late 17, we had been yeah. talking about how do we grow this business? How do we, you know, what what's the best way? We felt we needed to get some kind of organization, better organization, because like Trish said, it was a very entrepreneurial situation. So we looked at scaling up and we looked at a couple other things and then we we looked at EOS, so we started in well, late 17, Trish, early 18, and then we had we had the situation that Trish referred to where we ended up really trading out the management team. Uh, three members of the team go and replace them with others, and then we took a little hiatus and then decided to go to uh, forward with EOS, and that's where we started the journey then in in early 19, I would say, is when we started the journey uh, uh, down this path. And with the more formal uh, visionary integrator roles and worked our way, you know, we had, we had to work through, like Trish said, there were, you know, there were some challenges that not that they were insurmountable, uh, but we worked through some challenges for sure. And I think that those things probably happen more in a family business than, you know, in a pure structured business where the visionary is, is the owner, but everybody that works for him is basically a hired associate, you know. And, and I think the other thing is because Trish and I have always had a really great relationship as father and daughter, that we both had a different idea about how this whole thing would go down. <laughs> and so it, it took some growing, definitely growing on my part for sure, uh, and letting go of some of my, my needs to be in ultimate control of what I was doing. So two things I want to pull out of that. So one is, what do you feel like was the family unlock, right? Because I, I see spouses that work together. I see, you know, parents and, and children that work together. I see siblings that work together. I see all these different versions. And you're right, it's like a different layer of complexity 
added on top of the complexity that's already there. Now that maybe there's a higher trust factor present, so that's probably a, a helpful thing. But it's 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 stepping out of these roles, Tricia. You you hit it of you know not you know dad, but Rob, right? And 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 so what was sort of the unlock for for you to kind of make that less of a thing? I think on my side it was you know. Uh, we both have the same personality. We're very strong-headed. You know, our way is usually the right way or the way that it needs to get done. And so for me, it was kind of taking a step back and saying, you know, I, obviously I love my dad. He built this business obviously into a very successful one. He knows what he's doing. You know, I have ideas of how things should get done. You know, I'm a younger generation. I'm, I'm a little more tech-driven using this, doing that. And so I know I had kind of to step back and say, okay, this isn't the way that my dad's been used to it, but let's kind of offer in a way that, you know, shows obviously I care about the business and I want the best for it, but understand that, you know, I just can't come in and say, hey, let's do this and we're going to change it tomorrow and we're going to get everyone on board for it, you know, as someone who's just getting into the role of the integrator and trying to get those those processes rolling, you know, I had to take that step back to say, okay, I need to, you know, take take the right steps address it the right way with him and and build that you know like you said the trust level is there but there's still that you know level of well i haven't been in the business this long so i kind of need to to take that into account when i'm looking at things to to change in the business right there's the family trust which is i trust you're not going to try to hurt me right but then there's the competence trust that i need to learn that i can trust you that you you actually know how to how to do this and make it work so rob talk about you know, for you, how you were able to eventually, you know, let go more and more, and then, uh, you know, sort of what that set up for you, what that's making possible for you as you've been able to, you know, Trisha shows up and you're able to let more go. What is, what kind of a, a world does that create for you? To piggyback on what Trisha's saying, I mean, there was a, a point where I came to the realization that I needed to, not that I, like I said, I didn't trust, I trusted her implicitly and had absolute confidence in her competence. But I knew she hadn't been doing it. And, you know, I thought she was going to need me. I'm going to need to be involved. But it really came to a point where I realized that, you know what, the team that she was building was very dedicated to her and to the company. They were doing 95% of what it, what I would do. And the 5% that I wouldn't do wasn't really harmful. You know, and Trish and I kind of came to a point where we realized that we're aligned on 95%, and on 5% we're not. My 5% is different than her 5%. So that makes for interesting conversations. But it it really was also a point for me where I had, at that point, been in the business for 20 years, and I was like, you know, I've got to find my way out because uh, it's no good. It's no good for the business and, and certainly was not good for our relationship. So that we were able to, uh, we were able to come to a point, and and I can't think of anything that brought us to that point. But we came to this point where I think one day the light bulb just went off for both of us. You know, like I understand what it is she needs from me. She understands what it is I need from her, and our conversations then became more, more broad, more visionary, integrator. More, are you thinking about this? This is what I'm seeing come down the pipe. How are you guys thinking it's going to affect the business? And so for the last couple of years, that's really been the relationship that we've been developing. And to the point now where, you know, I it's exactly what I want. I am of consult 
I am here. Um, I am the institutional memory currently, uh, but they're starting to develop more of their own. And so, you know, there's very few things that I will pick up the phone or, or, or reach out to her and say, hey, I don't think you guys are doing this right, or I think this is a problem. It really not so much. And I actually kind of enjoy the role now because I go into the businesses now and I'm I'm Mr. Happy Go Lucky and I'm everybody's <laughs> friend and everybody gets patted on the back and they all love me, you know, and it's all great and I don't have to be the heavy anymore. You know, so for me it all things worked out just perfect. Yeah, so you know? that reminds me of how people describe being a grandparent. I'm not a grandparent yet, but I've certainly been a parent. And talk about being a grandparent is being able to, you know, love that baby and then hand it, hand it back and let them do the discipline and the, you know, the tough stuff that. Trisha's a new mom. Her our granddaughter just turned a year old uh, last week on Thursday and she started walking on Sunday. So, you know, for you to say that, probably so, except the difference between being a grandfather and being Mr. Benevolent business owner is, uh, you know, well, maybe there's not a difference because I do sometimes walk around and hand out $20 bills to employees because they're doing a good job. <laughs> you, you spoil know. them. You know, and if my granddaughter ever needs anything, there's a key with her name on it. There's just no two ways oh, about it. So great. you probably would. But what it does, what it does for the company, I think, and Trish, tell me if I'm wrong, but, and especially in restaurants because they can be so intense, especially these days with the struggles that we're in. It just, for me, I think it helps lighten the load a little because we're not focusing in on, oh, what was us? You're doing this wrong. We, we've been very successful for 22 years. Mark. The problems we have realistically, even in today's environment, most restaurants would kill to have our problems. Got too much business, got, you know, too much. We've been able to solve problems over the years by just going out and spending money on it. You know, we're that successful that, that but that's not always the best way to do things. You know, uh, it's the path of least resistance, but it's not always the best way. So, you know, for me, this role now is, you know, where I've always wanted to be. That's what I've always wanted to be doing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so Rob's right where he wants to be. Tricia, how does that compare for you? Yeah, I was gonna say one thing I wanted to add, kind of to touch base on what my dad said. The one thing that I think helped us transition into that visionary integrator role was obviously the communication um, between us two. There was a lot of times where we would sit down and talk, and to be honest, you know, this seems kind of silly, but at the end of it, you know, my dad would be like, "We're in a good place, right? I think we're in a good place," and we would have, you know, another five, seven minute conversation about like how we feel like we're communicating well, like we're not holding anything back from each other we're being honest and open with you know what our feelings are about certain things or how we think the business is going and you know like I said it's kind of silly but a lot of times I feel like that just kind of gets pushed under the rug you know I think for family businesses it might be a little easier because we have that emotional connection already to each other um, but I really feel like for us that helped get us into a really great spot of visionary integrator because we were constantly, you know, letting each other know like, well, you know, the other day when you walked in and you told me that, you know, this was this and, you know, this person was doing that and you said, fix it now. I didn't really like that. Like, you know, maybe we can figure out how to address those issues uh, in a different way. And so we were able really to work out some of those kinks 
by just communicating as much as we can and being open with each other. And so, yeah, I mean, I obviously want uh, the best for my dad after all the, the work that he's put in over these 22 years. And so for him to be able to be the, the grandpa of Magnolia Pancake House is, I think, the perfect <laughs> spot for him in, in his life right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's a, that's a very cool story to hear you both kind of be in that place that you want to be. And, and what, a great, what a great evolution. So I really appreciate you two taking the time to, to spend just chatting with me a little bit today and, and sharing your experience. Uh, I know that you've shared some things that are going to help our listeners, those visionaries and integrators that are out there, kind of learn from, from your journey. If they want to find out more about your company or either one of you, what's the best place for them to go? Our website oh, has uh, kind of our story and stuff. Yeah, magnoliapancakehouse.com. Just like everyone else, we're on social media and try to do the best we can and almost got it in. <laughs> yeah, all, all that stuff will be in the show notes. So, uh, you know, with that, let me, I want to thank our listeners for, uh, you know, being here and listening to our, to our podcast. And until next time, go rock it. Thank you for joining me today for another inspiring story. Are you an integrator? Are you ready to begin your journey to integrator mastery? Visit rocketfueluniversity.com to join the free Rocket Fuel community and learn how to register for an upcoming Integrator Masterclass. Want to increase your value as the number two leader in your organization? Take the first step toward maximizing your visionary integrator relationship and learn everything you need to know to join the Integrator Mastery Forum community. Your journey to Integrator Mastery begins at the Integrator Masterclass. Visit rocketfueluniversity.com to learn more.